Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell out of focus. There we go. And welcome to today's news and views from the Nefarium on October 29th, Thursday in the year 2020, two days away from Halloween. What's left of it, thanks to the technocrats mismanaging the COVID virus plan scamdemic. Anyway, there's no vid chat tomorrow. Um, I will be making the vid chat schedule this weekend for uh, the month of November and December because we have holidays coming up in the United States, Thanksgiving, of course, and then Christmas. Uh, I will be front-loading most likely the vid chats in December in order to allow me a week off uh, during the holidays from uh, Christmas to New Year's. And then we'll probably do the same for November. So make sure you check the vid chat schedule if you're uh, paying members of the website to make sure that uh, you have the schedule for the vid chats over the next two months. Uh, I'll be doing that this weekend. I have to apologize uh, also about this week. I, I had a mess up with my blogs, uh, scheduling my blogs. I scheduled two blogs on one day, so there's no blog today, but the actual amount of blogs is the same. You just have to kind of look at that uh, double scheduling that I did by mistake. Uh, there will be a blog tomorrow, and then, of course, the usual uh, tidbit roundup of the honorable mentions for this week on Saturday. So <laughs> apologies if you were looking for a blog. It already came out a day early. So look for that day that there's two blogs. Anyway, we have some interesting uh, news from the Daily Mail. And the reason I'm talking about this is because this article more or less shares my views that I think the coming space age, space commercialization, space mining, and so on and so forth, is not necessarily a good thing politically and culturally for human society on this planet. And uh, there recently has been a professor at Johns Hopkins University by the name of Daniel Dudney that has published a book arguing more or less what I've been trying to warn people about this uh, coming space age. So this article is out of the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom, and it makes for some very interesting reading. And I want to uh, read several paragraphs from this and then uh, give you some of my own take on this as well. Uh, I will be referencing those blogs recently that I've been blogging about the Artemis Accords that the United States via NASA has been pushing that other countries have already signed up on, including Japan. All right. So this is from the UK Daily Mail. The article is titled, Professor Warns Space Exploration Will Give Rise to Totalitarian Societies Equipped with Nuclear Weapons. All right. And... Uh, I'm just going to read these uh, selected paragraphs uh, in order. I'm skipping around a little bit at the beginning just to kind of give you the background about what this guy is actually saying. Anyway, here we go. Quote, a professor from Johns Hopkins University warns that space expansion may lead to the extinction of humanity, suggesting it should not be attempted at all. David Dudney recently published a book titled Dark Skies, 
that examines space expansionism through geopolitics, revealing cosmic habitats could spark totalitarian empires. I argue, he says, that the consequences of what has actually happened in space are much less positive than space enthusiasts and many others believe. My case for this darker net assessment of actual space activities centers on the role of space activities in making nuclear war more likely. In sum, his book argues that the large-scale expansion of human activities into space, past and future, should join the lengthening list of catastrophic and existential threats to humanity and that the ambitious core of space expansionism should explicitly be relinquished. The book's release comes at a time when many countries are muscling up to head into space. The U.S. announced a new branch of its armed forces called the U.S. Space Force in 2019, which is, quote, designed to protect the interests of the United States in space, deter aggression in the final frontier, and conduct prompt and sustained space operations. Many other countries, including France, Canada, and Japan, have since followed in suit for their chance to take a piece of space. And I'll be getting back to this uh, with respect to the Artemis Accords at the end of today's broadcast. Skipping a couple paragraphs now. The professor used geopolitics for this work, which studies the practice of states controlling and competing for territory, and in this case, space. Now, I want to stop right there and remind everybody of something that former uh, Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Catherine Austin Fitz, has said repeatedly, and I agree with her. Space is a winner-take-all proposition. It's a win-lose game. It's not a win-win game, all right? So in other words, the race for space now, the commercialization of space assets, mining on the moon, mining asteroids, and so on and so forth, not to mention moving financial transaction information and everything like that into the cloud is a winner-take-all proposition, all right? So it's absolutely essential for the powers that be to control space. And we'll get back to that, as I said, at the end of, of the blog. Now, here comes to me the core of this man's argument. And this is precisely the same core that I've been advocating and talking about uh, in my vid chats and to a certain extent on my blogs uh, about space matters. Because as we go into space, the very protocols necessary to sustain a human presence on the moon or let's say Mars or wherever else absolutely will require the implementation of at least authoritarian, if not totalitarian regimes in order to observe the protocols necessary to sustain a human presence on those hostile environment planets. So here we go. Quote, the power and control vested in the leaders of off-world human habitats on Mars or near the Jovian moons will tend toward despotism and totalitarianism because there will not be 
alternatives to life outside that highly controlled and controllable environment. Dark Skies also highlights the use of military and its technologies in the fight for space territory. Special forces, according to Dudney, could one day be capable of controlling asteroids and comets to destroy settlements on rival planets, alter climates, or cause a major extinction event, all of which have happened in our own history. In other words, the, the, as, as the technology grows, you can dispense with nuclear weapons. You just grab a celestial object and use it quite literally as a rod of God, kinetic weapon, to bombard your enemy. Continuing, space settlements could turn to totalitarianism as authorities, listen carefully, folks, and this, this nails exactly what my concern has always been. As authorities would need to control populations and resources if they are to survive on other planets. In other words, if you're establishing a permanent human base on the moon, for example, you're going to have to have rigid protocols of behavior, of, of how to process certain things. You're going to have a strictly regimented day uh, in terms of work and so on, who you can socialize with, and ultimately, of course, even reproduction on, on those bases. Now, continuing... Uh, Dudney's views on space technology's role in nuclear war and international stability is somewhat reductionist, according to another professor. The arguments overlook the role of satellites' contributions to strategic stability through monitoring, verification, and missile launch early warning system. And this is coming from a professor in the United Kingdom by the name of Dr. Bledon Bowen. In my view, says Bowen, Dudney's arguments tend to overplay the negative aspects of space surveillance and military monitoring with regard to nuclear stability. Dudney fears that totalitarianism will spread like wildfire across space due to space expansionism that could lead to the demise of humanity altogether. All right. And that basically is the article. Now, I'm with Dudney here, as I said, because if you're going to establish permanent space operations and permanent human bases in space. This means by the nature of the case that you're going to have to have a very rigid set of protocols to conduct operations in space and to maintain some semblance of order. This means by the nature of the case that early on a sustained human presence in space, on the moon, on Mars, wherever, is going to be totalitarian in nature. But I want to go a step further in this because we've seen already the NASA Artemis Accords being signed on to by various nations, including Japan, all right? Basically, the only nations that have not signed on to it thus far are China and Russia. I don't expect China will. I don't expect that Russia will, but Russia, again, will continue to play kind of a middleman game here. But... My point is, is you're watching with the Artemis Accords the extension of Earth-based geopolitical tensions between the West and China being extended into space. And something else is happening, and that's what I've been calling the commercialization or privatization of space. And here's the bottom line, folks. This means that corporations are going to be setting up or influencing to a great degree, 
the types of governance structures that are going to be implemented in space in order to make it commercially viable. Now, here's the problem. Corporate charters do not, under current law, it is not necessary for them to embed or observe the Bill of Rights, the American Bill of Rights, under their corporate charter, okay? This is the problem. And a corporate totalitarianism, I think, to embellish on Professor Dudney here, I think corporate totalitarianism is what we're going to see emerge from this. And because of that close connection of corporations with governments in space, you're looking at the emergence of something else, and that's good old-fashioned fascism. That idea that corporations and governments work hand-in-hand, hand, and governments can order or set policy for a corporation. So in other words, as space is expanded into, you're going to see more and more of those governance structures in space looking totalitarian. And then by extension, as that increasingly factors into or becomes a part of the terrestrial economy, you're going to see more and more uh, a kind of a totalitarian regime emerged by default on planet Earth. That's my, that's my bad prediction here. And I suspect that we have to start thinking very, very seriously, because this is coming, like it or not, folks. This is going to impact everybody's pocketbook. This is going to impact everybody's life, and it's underway now. And it's going to have to be studied and focused on very carefully. And if we're not careful, we could lose our freedoms by default. And that's what I'm really concerned about here is that not enough people are taking these space matters seriously enough. Because I think Professor Dudney uh, at, John at Johns Hopkins has put it absolutely correctly. And I, I want to read this once again as to what he's saying. The power and control vested in the leaders of off-world human habitats on Mars or near the Jovian moons will tend toward despotism and totalitarianism because there will not be alternatives to life outside that highly controlled and controllable environment. Space settlements could turn to totalitarianism as authorities would need to control populations and resources if they are to survive on other planets. And what I'm arguing is extend that as that economy grows and becomes more influential and becomes more of a crucial factor for a terrestrial economy. You're going to see the same thing happening here. So I want to clue everybody in. This has to be watched very, very carefully. Now, Let's go back as a final point here. Let's go back a couple years to the fact that there are already people making proposals for space government, all right? And this is coming largely out of Europe, but people are thinking about this. When you look at those proposals, very, very few of them, and in fact, I would argue when you look at the details, none of them are making any attempt to encapsulate anything remotely close to the American Bill of Rights, the English Magna Carta, and so on and so forth, in their governance structures. And that should tell you something right off the bat. 
this is going to be a totalitarian nightmare. The real question these people have to deal with is how do you maintain individual liberty and at the same time make a human habitation on an off-world permanent basis possible? And of course, here's the problem, folks. You can only maintain that liberty ultimately by securing to people their right to keep and bear arms. Do you want individual people on bases on the moon having that capability? Well, probably not. So the question then becomes, how do you secure rights? And this is going to be the big bugaboo problem as we go into outer space. And note also the other idea that he has here, that the use of space will allow the use of kinetic weapons, rods of God, snare an asteroid and throw it at somebody, and so on and so forth. Uh, this, too, I think is part of the problem because Dudney is suggesting something very profound here. Dudney is suggesting that if you have the technological capability to go to outer space and sustain commercial enterprises like mining the moon or mining the asteroid, then you have a technology that is perhaps also capable of snagging the wandering asteroid or comet or whatever and using it as a weapon. And in fact, I would argue that you don't even need that. We already have rod of God technology. Imagine putting those things in, the, in space or basing them on the moon and using the moon as the high ground to bombard the Earth. And if you think I'm making that up, go all the way back a few decades to Robert Heinlein's classic science fiction novel called The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, and that's exactly what he, he is predicting. So I want to clue everybody in here, watch space, because we've got to start thinking very, very seriously now how this is going to affect our pocketbooks and our political institutions here on Earth. And the sad news is, folks, nobody's ready for it. Nobody's discussing this in, in much depth in terms of the governance structure that we want to see emerge. And we have to ensure that our liberties are not endangered by this expansion into space. Uh, this disturbs me immensely. I'll link this article. It's a very short article, but it's worth your read. Uh, I'll link this article once I put it up on YouTube. And uh, it'll be linked on the website as well. Take a look at it. It's, it's, uh, it's very thought-provoking. Anyway, that's it for this week. I want to remind you again, there's no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, most likely there will be a vid chat next Friday, but please consult uh, at the beginning of next week when I get the vid chat schedule for November and December uh, made up. So... There's no vid chat tomorrow. We'll likely be one next Friday, so consult the schedule. And thank you all for being patient with the mess on, on the scheduling uh, this week. And last week, of course, I missed my news and views. I had a whopper of a sinus. So hopefully we're, we're back in business. Anyway, thank you all for showing up. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.